The G word. Oh my God. The G word. If you're anything like me, it freaks me out at this time of year. It's like there's so many posts on social about goals and smashing next year. And you're like, oh my God, we're still in this year. And you want me to think about next year and what to smash next year. So here's a few ways you might be feeling at the minute. You might have set goals in the past and not achieved them. So I call it almost like goal trauma because it's like, shit, that didn't work in the past. So then I don't want to do it again. You might fail to set them in the first place because it just feels so overwhelming and you just don't know where to start. You might no, have no idea what you want. You might kind of know you're in an industry and think, I should be wanting that and I think I want that, but I don't even know if that's what I want. And you can be all cloudy, confused, little clarity. And you might just wish that people would stop talking about goals and yet you've turned up to a workshop that's a little bit about goals. But we're going to do it in a completely different way. So we're going to look, first of all, at four huge reasons why goal setting fails and how you can leave from tonight with something that you can do to help you not have them fail in the future. Because when you, when you know what we're talking about tonight, you'll be able to set them completely differently so that they'll feel completely aligned to you. So straight into the first reason. December isn't meant to be a great time to set goals. Yet we've kind of got into this rhythm and this expectation of setting them at this time of the year. Which is crazy, really, because how many nativities do we have on? Parties, presents to buy. We're literally really, really busy at this time of year. And yet we're meant to have these goals, know how to set them, know what to do, and get them all down on paper and buy into them at this time of the year. The second reason why December is, for me, isn't the best time to set goals is because we're completely going against nature. If you think, if you look outside at what's happening outside, I don't know where you're all living. I think a couple of you are from up up in the coal place. <laughs> Colder than here anyway. Yeah, I'm getting some nods. It's cold. Nature is like resting. It's like retreating. It's chilling out. It's not bothered that it's not setting these goals and it's not smashing them. It's just resting. And... We actually want to be more aligned to nature than I think a lot of the time we really know it. And what nature is really doing is resting, resetting, recharging, and it's actually a time to reflect. So for me, that isn't conducive to setting goals in December. Now, if it is, and you love setting them in December, then you'll still be able to use what we're going through today to set them in December. But what I'd love you to take away from tonight is that if you don't feel like setting them in December, to not feel guilty. You're not going to be left behind. You're not going to somehow be like, oh my God, everybody's going to be a million miles ahead of me in January. Because we all know that, what's that, what's that phrase? Um, less haste, more speed. I always say it the wrong way around. But you know what I'm trying to get at. You don't need to rush this. 
And when we do it like this, you're going to set goals in a really powerful way for yourself. So the second reason is our approach to goals. Have you ever, I think I know some of the industries you work in, have you ever set a goal where your industry sort of, that's what their standard is? So I know a lot of coaches can't wait to get to this 10k month figure. So they're like all wanting to get 10k months or property developers who all want like 100k a year to give up the jobs in six months or for example 10 properties 10 deals 10 clients have you ever wanted a goal like a new car a new house or an item something that you want to buy and the whole approach to the goal we sort of set it up from almost the wrong place so we come at it from a place of maybe what society expects what our industry expects what other people on social media are doing and then we set our goals based around that and really if you go deeper with goals that there's a real depth underneath them and there's not when it's just this figure of maybe like the 10k month or the 3k month or whatever it is it's almost like we've not got enough buy-in to them so when it's just a case of a 10k month we might get it and the old way of us getting and setting goals might work and we achieve these things but if you're on a workshop like this I'm assuming that you've not achieved some of your goals and you're looking for a different way to do it and that is what tonight is all about. So what we're going to do is what's underneath the goals that you really want to achieve. That's if you know them in the first place. The third reason, and this is the biggie, is how we actually write goals in the first place. Have you ever heard of SMART goals? So it stands for, let me get this right, specific, measurable, achievable. Now, some people say realistic, but I've heard relevant as well and time bound. So I understand, and I'm sure you do, the logic around SMART goals. It's a system. It's a process to follow. But for me, it's dry it's like really, really dry and really difficult to set SMART goals. Again, you might have done them and they've worked for a while, but if you've set SMART goals and they're now not working, you might be being asked to set them in a different way and go a little bit deeper. So the opposite to SMART goals are soulful goals. That's what I call them. So soul, full as in the fullness, and goals and that's what we're going to go through a little bit later on actually now i didn't realize it was coming next so for example you know you've got the smart specific measurable achievable realistic i've heard it's realistic not relevant and time bound soul goals for me go deeper it's that depth underneath the desire so the 10k month the 10 properties the clients all that kind of thing it's it's the why underneath it so when we've got that why underneath the goal that's when the universe steps up and is like oh i'm liking what i'm hearing now 
So I've done my own acronyms for soulful goals to help you remember them. So soul, for me, the reason why a lot of goals fail is because we don't have enough self-belief in ourselves and in the goal that we want to achieve in the first place. So we kind of go into them and we set it because we think that's what we should be setting or that's what we think we want. But there's not enough belief in ourselves and in the goal in the first place. That's the first hurdle that we fall over. And then because we've not got that level of self-belief, we then aren't as optimistic. So obviously, when you're on the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur in whatever field you're in, coaching, property, whatever field you're in, there's always going to be a bit of a roller coaster. There'll be times when you're up, times when you're down. But when you've got that firm self-belief in yourself and in what's possible for you, that roller coaster isn't as tumultuous. You're not as up and down on it. And that level of optimism is higher at all times, most of the time, not all the time. Then the you in the soul is you, as in are you in the goal? Is it what you want? Is it what somebody else wants, somebody else expects, what somebody else is, is going for? And are you bought into it? Morning in progress. Oh, oh, who's that? Oh, sorry. That's me. Oh, that oh, thanks, Kelly. Oh, that sounded like some weird, crazy creature had just landed. <laughs> so, yeah, are you, are you backing in? Are you in the goal? Are you in it? Are you 100% in it? Or are you kind of like, I kind of believe in it. I kind of don't. I kind of believe in myself. I kind of don't. Because then it becomes a bit more of a wishy-washy, vague goal than a, this feels really clear inside of me. And that's where the L comes into the soul, as in, do you love it? Do you love the goal? How many times have you written a goal and you're like, I don't even know if I want it. It's stressing me out. I don't even know if that's right. You, you've got some sort of resistance towards the goal. And I don't mean love as in la la land and happy all the time, because any goal that you set, even if it's aligned and on point, you're still going to have those tough days. But it's do you have that love behind them, that passion, that drive behind them that keeps you going when you're on you're on a downslope and things are difficult. So the full in goals, again, the full stands to stands for, in my eyes, the F is the feelings so where you've got smart goals and you know and you're meant to be you're meant to put like a time on it as in what's the time when are you going to achieve this goal so say it's say it's to get 100k a year or 10k months or 10 properties or 10 clients whatever it is say if that's your goal and that goal is like two years away in the future over here right in front of you it's almost like there's a few things that happen when we set that time. You kind of, you got your head and your whole body goes in the future and you're in the future and it creates tension and stress in the present because you've got all of this pressure on this day in the future. So sometimes you can lose faith in that goal because it's miles away, isn't it? So it doesn't really matter what you do today because that goal might be a year or two away. 
but it also takes you out of the present and the present is where the magic's at and I did a post recently on Instagram it was and I've just included it on this slide if the present moment is all that is why are we so rare why are we so rarely there and normally it's because we're always future pacing we're always in the future when I get the car when I get the clients when I get the properties when I get the deals it's almost like then it'll all be all right but it's always outside of us and that can take us out of ourselves out of our bodies and create quite a lot of tension and stress so the power the power behind achieving a goal is having the feelings that back it and the feelings behind it are in the present so it's not to say a lot of the time when I'm when I'm working with a client they're like oh my god but I need a time on it it needs to have a time else it'll never come true and it's kind of true so for me I run an online course called believe and my kind of goal is to have a thousand women come through that course in the next two years that's what I feel like I can back that's my vision that's what I feel like I can expand into at the minute it might go to more in the future but that's where I am at the minute so you'd say but you why have you set a time if you don't believe in the time but there's a loose attachment to it so I know that that's where the vision is but I'm not so lost in the day and the future that I'm not in the present doing what I need to do in the present so then when you're back here in your body in the present you've got more energy to do what you need to do today to make the progress towards those goals in the future there's less stress on the future date and there's less stress on now because you've not got that attachment to a future date and you can keep pushing things back if it's two years away well you don't need to run the webinar today you can run it next week or the week after or the week after so it's having those little steps in along the way and then the you in full have you ever had a little battle within yourself where you're like do I think realistic and what I could achieve so I could get two clients this month or two deals this month but I'm meant to think unlimited am I meant to think of like abundance and I could get 10 clients or 10 deals like where do you go do you go more realistic or do you think unlimited there's a book um oh what's it called now it's gone out of my mind but I'll remember it by the end the game of life and it says in the game of life how many people are building for themselves like a standard say two up two down when they should be imagining in like a castle or a palace so we're all like thinking it's basically saying we're all thinking quite small and we don't realize what's possible but then we have this battle when we're setting goals because we're like do i think a bit realistic because i don't want to be disappointed if i don't achieve it but then am I meant to think unlimited? So then will I not get it if I don't think big enough? But don't worry, because that confusion will start to go. And like I said, the LL in full for me is about living life. Like, how many times have you set a goal and it's you think it's what you want, but it's just drained you? It's just like sucks all the life out of you. It takes over your relationships. Your relationships suffer, your health suffers your kids suffer, everything just goes out the window, even even your money can suffer, even you can even get less clients, less business, because you're not aligned and there's something going on in your business, inside of you, 
that's stopping the success that you really want, that you know is possible. And then the goal section, AKA deep desires. We've got, to, we've got to call them something. So if you don't like the word goals, let's call them deep desires. But here is the acronym that I've created for goals. When you create goals that come from that deeper place, so they've got a why around them. So it might be, it still might be a 10K month. There's nothing wrong with wanting the money and desiring the money or the million pound properties or whatever it is. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes from that deeper knowing of why you're doing it, what difference is it making? How are you helping people? How are you serving the world? That's when you become more aligned to them. And that's when things start to shift. Now, that is when you start to go into this place of more grace and ease with everything. Again, I'm not saying that everything is going to be easy peasy and there'll be unicorns and rainbows everywhere, but you'll just find that there will be a synchronicity. You'll find things that happen. And on those down days when the client pulls out or the deal falls through, it's not as bad as what it would have been in the past. Because you've got that purpose, that why behind it, and because you've worked on that self-belief and you've got that belief in yourself and in what's possible, then you become aligned. So a lot of the SMART goals and a lot of the standard kind of goal setting is very much left side brain thinking. So it's very logical. It's all about the how. So you imagine like that goal of two years time, your brain goes into, but how? So your left side of your brain is like, but how, how will it happen? How will I make it work? You go into the numbers. Again, not saying any of that is bad. It's about a balance. And a lot of the time we're so, I'm pointing to the left. I don't even think it looks like the left on the screen, but I'm pointing to the left because we're kind of weighted towards one side. And some people think that they say to me like, but soulful goals seem a bit like airy-fairy. Is anything going to get done if I don't set a time and I'm not smart and realistic and all this kind of thing? It might be a balance for you. It might be a balance. But for me and for a lot of the clients I work with, they've gone so far left brain where the how has completely taken over everything that they've almost got so much anxiety inside of themselves. They can't breathe. The health is suffering. Like I said, the relationships are suffering. There's another way of doing it and you can go the other way or you can merge the two. You're so unique. How you do this will look different to how I do it, how your mum does it, your friends do it, your clients do it. We all do it in a really unique way. And if that wasn't enough, I've touched on it a little bit, but number four, reason number four why goals can fail at times. Hi, Kelly. You've got your hat on. I've, I've got my blanket, my nana blanket. <laughs> Just put the heat on. It's cold in here, so I'll keep it on until I'm warm. <laughs> my gloves. Nice to see you. So, yeah, the fourth reason, we're going a little bit deeper with this bit now is why you might get in your own way with goals at times. 
in the nicest possible way. We don't mean to get in our own way. We don't mean to get up and sabotage things. We don't do it on purpose. The first reason is, like I said before, the belief in yourself and in what's possible. And it's hard to believe in what's possible when you've not got that strong self-belief inside and you're kind of wavering inside. So the first place to go is that self-belief inside. And number two is that little or no big vision. So it's fine to have a goal of, I keep coming back to the 10K months because that's all I'm hearing at the minute. It's fine to have that goal, 5K months, 3K months, 100K in a year, whatever your goal is, it's fine to have it. There's nothing wrong with it, even if it's about money. And sometimes property people say to me, yeah, but my why is like, can it? Ha can I have a why? Because it's about property. You know, when coaches are like, but they know they're doing this coaching business. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Your vision, your why can be huge. You can have a massive, massive impact on people. But knowing why you're doing what you're doing, why you're getting up in the morning to do it, that plus your self-belief, it, it will make you set goals from a different energetic state. They won't be the same goals as they would be if you weren't doing that kind of work. And the third reason that we're going to look at now is the void. Sounds, it sounds scarier than it is. It's a very painful place to live when you're living in this void. But on the other side of it, it's amazing. And you'll have seen glimpses of it. You'll have seen it and you'll be like, that's why. That's why you're here tonight, because you've seen glimpses of it. And I always need pictures. So here's a little picture to help explain the void. So can you see my cursor here? Can you see it moving? Yeah. So down here in this little triangle is your value and potentially your current vision. So if we set goals from this small sort of limited, oh, there's a dog, from this small sort of limited place, what I get, what, what I get clients to do is tell me what value they place on themselves and I get them to do this exercise where they come up with a figure and usually it's it's usually quite small at the beginning and it's a value that I get them to like stick on the head if it was like a post-it note of how much you cost to buy what value do you place on yourself and what size is your vision and at the beginning it's usually quite small now, on the other side of that vision, I'm pointing to it and you can't see. I'll do it with the cursor. On the other side, up here, are your dreams and your desires. Those dreams of, I could do that. that. If they're doing it, that's possible for them. I could do that as well. And up here is your true value and complete unlimitation. But we're often right down here. So we're kind of at the bottom not fully believing in ourselves, yet we have these glimpses of what's possible up here. But <coughs> in between, you've got this, what I call big black void. And it's what's in the void that needs clearing out because underneath it is the magic. So what is in your big black void? And you don't need to tell me now, but 
here are some examples of what might be in it. There might be things like self-doubt, self-sabotage, trauma. Some of the clients I work with have things like rape, abuse, emotional, physical, that kind of thing in there. Abandonment, loss, grief. Relationship issues, work stress, feeling lost, alone, money worries, fear, fear of everything. But all of that isn't you. So sometimes, a lot of the time, we set goals from being down here with this big black void. This like It's like a veil over us. And when we've not shifted that, it's hard to see what's on the other side because it's blocking all of this. So when we set goals from this place, now, one thing I'm really keen on is when you're in this big black void, there's a lot of analysis that goes on in this like big black void. And I was stuck there for about 10 years analysing why I behaved the way I did blaming my parents for all sorts of things and it's like we don't need to get stuck in that big black void we know stuff's happened we know you've been through stuff we know the stuff that holds people back we there's loads of different reasons and your your big black void will look completely different than somebody else's even if you've been through the same experiences but when you get past that you see what's on the other side then when you create goals from this place, with your why, with more self-belief, you start to get that clarity, even if you don't exactly know now what it is you want. You might be like, do you know what? I've got absolutely no idea. I'm in this industry. I just don't really know exactly where it can go or what my goals are. I've done goals this year and I've not achieved them and I don't know what to set for next year. It kind of doesn't matter at the minute. You can kind of take that pressure off yourself. Because once you get this clarity, it all starts to fall into place. And it's really magical when it starts to fall into place. So I told you I could go on for this forever. That's why I've got to keep myself <laughs> in check. So that's why if you think about all of this, what we're trying to do at this time of year, we're trying to do it around everything else. We're trying to do it around Christmas, like I said, the nativities, the present buying, the Christmas dues. Steve and I were meant to go to a Christmas do last night. Was it last night? Yes, Saturday. And an invited train was booked, hotel was booked. My mum was poorly last minute and then we were snowed in. And it was like, we couldn't go. And we're sure, we were like, wonder why this has happened? Literally, we have had the best two days at home. Just the three of us, no visitors, watching Scrooge, watching other films, doing exactly this. So my gift to you is giving yourself that permission. If it doesn't feel 100% right now to be listing your goals and writing them out, and knowing exactly what you want to do next year, to give yourself that permission to just feckin' relax for a little bit. The last year, I assume you've done a lot. You might be tired. You might be ready to rest, relax, reset, 
and now is a perfect time to actually actually reflect so it feels a bit passive it's like oh my god but people are going to get ahead of me and oh my god like you can get a bit of anxiety if you're not doing anything and it's not to say you can just like chill and watch netflix all day although you might just want to do that but it's like you can be doing things at the same time as the rest so that deep reflection of what actually happened this year that i want to do again next year or what happened this year that I never want to experience again what parts of me showed up this year that I never want to go to again and who do I want to be next year it's those kind of questions that you can kind of ponder while you're doing all that nice resting and relaxing and recharging your batteries and then you can just breathe a little bit breathe a little bit over Christmas and just rest and see what comes up for you because it's a really powerful time Christmas there's a one of my favorite quotes about Christmas um oh my god my brain is not working the star of the star of Christmas is a light see it not outside of you but shining right within you it's like a real time to remember how amazing you are and what is possible for you and like I said, if it feels right for you right now to be nailing the goals, then do it. Do it. Go and do it. If it doesn't, then you can give yourself permission to chill. How does that sound? Permission to chill? <laughs> and if you want to, the thing is, you can do that. And then next year... I'm going to be running two workshops in January, one on the 8th and one on the 22nd of January. So on the 8th, we're going to be looking at you, but bigger, so you with self-belief. And we're going to be doing it with vision mapping. So really finding out what that vision looks like. And then on the 22nd, I'm going to be doing aligned goals. So it feels a little bit passive because it's like, well, what am I going to do until the 8th of January? Oh, my God. Don't worry. Up until then, I'll, I'll be giving you a visualisation that you can do, say, two, three times a week that's going to get you ready to do this. So when you turn up to the workshops in January, it's going to be like, and I've got that clarity. I've got that all that muzziness has gone, all that doubt and confusion has gone, I've got that clarity, the clarity is coming. And then once you've got that you but bigger version and you've got your vision, map, vision mapping a little bit clearer, then you can start to write those aligned goals. It's almost like, oh, how can I explain this? It's almost like the written for you. It's really weird how it starts to fall into place. And it just feel it all I can explain it as is it starts to feel really right. And you kind of look back on the smart goals before and you're like, oh my god, that feels really icky. And this now feels really right. Does that make sense? So ask me any questions. Have you got any questions? Is there anything that came up where you're like, oh my god, that resonated, oh, I've done that, what about this, what about that, how does it work in this situation, 
and you're in a safe place so anything that you share completely safe it won't go any further and it's not wine by the way it's water i just drink it in a posh glass to make me feel like i'm like you know cheers have you got any questions amy kelly anything that res really resonated with you oh can you take yourself off Right, let me stop the share. There we go. Are you, are you back on? There you go. Thank you. I think you helped me out slightly there. <laughs> um, I think one of my kind of questions is what is, I know each individual is going to have a different, um, different amounts of goals and different goals depending on what they want to achieve and what industry they're in, but what's a realistic amount of goals, short-term and long-term, that we should be looking to achieve? Ah, good question. So, in the past, how many have you had? When you set them before, how many have you had? This is a kind of new, we've, I'm new into an industry, so I'm right at the very start of learning. Um, I've came out of running um, another business, which is kind of, the whole goal setting, to be honest, is very new to me. So I don't know. I've not really done the whole goal setting coming into a new industry where it seems to be quite spoken about. And I think to get things going and running and etc., I have visions of where I want to be in the future, but I don't know how many realistic short-term goals I should be looking to make to get there. Are you in... Are you in property, Amy? You know, yeah, just, yeah, just started, yeah. What, what have you come out of? Um, retail. I was a saddle fitter previously, so um, working horses and that expanded into an, an online retail. So it's very different. <laughs> very different, yeah. yeah. The thing is with goals is it's very individual and it's... It, it is individual, but I would always say you have that vision of where you sort of see it going. And because you're right at the start of it, that might change and that's okay. Yes. It will grow as you grow and you get like, I always say bigger, as you expand into that, that dream, it will change, it will grow. But having that sort of vision now of where you want to be and then breaking it down into different areas. So it's yes. like, that whole who would you need to be I think that one's always missed out for me who would you need to be for that vision to come true to be realized and have a few goals around that and then have a few goals around say the money side of it you might have some health goals so you can split it out into different areas I I've done the whole Robin Sharma does the whole eight forms of wealth and I, I, at one point, I think I had like eight goals under each area. So that's eight times eight is whatever. There's a reason Steve does property finance kind of stuff. <laughs> eight times eight, it's a lot of goals, right? That to me is quite overwhelming. Yeah. You might love that. You might be like eight goals, I'm on it. I'm, I've got that structure. I need that structure. For me, it's like, shit, that's overwhelming. Like I'm not going to do any of them. So I think 
for me, what works is like one, two or three in each of the areas. Okay, okay. Any more, and I find that I, I don't really get much done. Yeah. But I know some people that thrive off, like I said, eight, ten in each area. And it's like, right, I'm going to get a cold water tank and I'm going to go in that every day. And I'm going to eat better. I'm going to have a juice every day and a juice cleanse every month. And it's like these ten goals and I'm going to run this marathon. Oh, my God. Like, where did your kid fit into that? Like, where did you shower? Like, when do you have time for clearing all of those goals? Like, for me, that would be overwhelming. So I would just, I would go into fight or flight and I would freeze. Yeah. Literally, like my goals are behind me there, and there's, I think there's three for for my career, like three. Yeah. Like I said, there's one for believe, there's one for one to one, and then there's one for like the other side of the business as well. There's yeah. one for fun and adventure to make sure we have more fun and adventure in our lives. But again, I used to have like ten under that, and now it's just one. There's going to be more focus on that. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. You got any others? Anything else? There probably, I think it's just, yeah, not at the minute, but there probably will be questions kind of in the future. I might just ping you a message. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fine. What about you, Kelly? Is anything, any, have you got any questions? Um, I think it, it just makes, I mean, I, I always struggle with goals, to be honest, the SMART goals, and I always have done. Um, but it really resonated with me just having, you know, your your desires behind it and knowing your why. And I know people say that, but, you know, really getting, digging deep into it. Yeah. Um, and, and that made a lot of sense about the void. What's stopping that from happening? Yeah. You know, that, that made loads of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, because I kind of thought I'm feeling like oh January here we go with my goals that I haven't actually achieved from last year yeah you don't want to carry them forward do you and I'm not carrying them forward again <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like what so like next year's got to look like this year like what and, yeah and I think it and it makes you before you even start feel like oh god I'm such a failure again Exactly, exactly. So then you kind of go into the new year and you're like, I, I call it sounds a bit over dramatic, but I call it goal trauma because yeah. it's like you get into the new year, you're meant to be smashing it. Then you, God, God forbid, if you go on social media and somebody's achieved a goal in the first week and you're like, oh my God, give me a break. And it's just like, you almost don't want to do it. You're just like, there's got to be an easier way and there is an easier way. And like you say, the whole, the whole why thing is what's your why and it, it was like oh that sounds really good and oh I really want a why but I don't know what my why is and then I'd get stressed because I didn't know what my why was and oh my god I never did that and it's like actually it's more like I think it's even deeper for me than the why it's even yeah. deeper than that it's it's what what does my work do in the world so, and, and that's what I mean, property people say to me often, call you property people, I love it, love you. They say like, but property, like, what good does that do? Oh my God, so much. Mm. Like, what does it do for you? What does it do for clients? What does it do for communities, you know? There's so many people that it impacts. It's like, why, why really stripping it back? And that's why you could spend the next three weeks, is it three weeks until the end of the year? 
yeah. taking that pressure off and just being like, what what impact does it have? How does what I do make a difference in the world? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, and if you're like, it doesn't, and that bothers you, then that's where you might be like, and if I tweaked it, it could do it, it could mm-hmm. do this. Like, look how many property people do social housing and all that kind of stuff and, you know, get people off the streets and nursing homes. One of my things with property, and I keep bugging Steve about it, is like nursing homes. Let's get nursing homes that you actually want to be in, you know, not just like dying. You want to like live in. So Mm -hmm. there's so many different things. So if it's not clear, that's not a bad thing. That might be a, oh, well, how can I make it clear? Yeah, I think that's one of my things. I need to be a little clearer. Well, you know, clearer with yeah. things, but not put the pressure on myself either. Exactly. And that's you know, and also that I think exactly what you're saying about the why. It's like, you know, oh, if it's not powerful enough, Kelly, the why, then it's not for you. And I'm like, well, yes, it is, but I just need to dig. Yeah, like you say, dig a bit deeper into things. I had a lady last week, and she said. Um, yeah, but, like, if you look at Oprah, because she's a coach, yeah, but if you look at Oprah, like, look at Oprah, like, all the big impact she's having, we sort of compare ourselves against, like, Oprah, and we're like, but my, my vision and my why and my impact isn't as big as Oprah, but it is, it's massive, in, in your world, mm-hmm. it's massive, and it's being comfy with that and being like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. what, what difference am I making, and like I said, if it's a no, and I'm not making a difference, and I want to, then how can I change that? So all of the feedback is good that you're getting. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, taking the pressure off it at the same time, you don't need to be the next Oprah or what are those two brothers called in property? Or do you know what I mean? You don't need to be the next whoever it is on social. It's like, what do you in soul for me is you? Like, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. And I think the sooner we can all like drop what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. and just being like great that they, they want to build and like there's coaches out there that want to build massive empires and they want staff working under them i couldn't think of anything worse than having loads of staff working for me like mm-hmm. i want to hire contractors in it's took me years to get comfy to say i'm happy with contractors so i can bring them in when i want to because i used to compare myself to other coaches and be like she's more successful because she's like hiring somebody else and then you'd be like oh comparison comparison and then you'd freeze and then you lose weeks and months because you're like shit they're better than me they're doing something better when actually it's like what is right for you that's what it comes down yeah. to exactly yeah that's really giving me a lot of clarity thank you gosh gosh yeah. And anybody else, Katrina, I know you might still be upside down. <laughs> Amanda, Mercy, have you got any questions? Hi, Amanda. I'm here. Well Hello. done, Laura. Absolutely brilliant. Thank and lots of little so gems much. there as well. Totally. Have you got totally. And, and I'll just, as you say, it's what right, what is right for us. It doesn't matter about anybody else. It really doesn't. It doesn't. And yeah, I'm just plodding along, doing what I need to do, and that's it. And I know, yes, I may be need to kick up the backside now and then, but that's the accountability. And that's why we go on these like yours, Laura. I just wanted to see what you know, it's 
brilliant thank you thank you so much for turning up have you got anything you want to ask anything no it's just really good because i really like the your perspective on smart goals mm -hmm. and having that void as well because everyone is different we all learn differently we're all visual mm -hmm. audio whatever it just makes such a difference and it's so nice to have another perspective okay. and as to how that is how you feel and how that can help so many others yeah and it's it's so true like and and this is where it's really good to know it like they say don't they know yourself so it's took and i, I say i use me and steve as an example all the time because we're on some places we're so similar and we get we we were so aligned on in other ways we're like poles apart he oh. loves the numbers he loves the smart goals that works for him but i used to compare myself against that and think oh my god like that that turns me off like what's wrong with me and you oh. internalize it oh. and it's like what's wrong with me when actually when you're like actually if i know how i work best then i can operate better and it's okay if I'm a bit, like they call it airy-fairy, don't they? But it's not, it's just not as attached to something. Like he can be like, right, get this goal in his head and go for it and needs he needs the number in front of him. If I, when I started to go for the 10K months in, in coaching, I got them at first and I was like, yes, look at me, I'm amazing, I'm brilliant. And then it all stopped. And I, I was like, why is it all stopped? Why is it not flowing anymore? because I was so attached to the number and mm. it all got too metricy and numbery and how and how many clients it meant and all that kind of stuff that just took me out of my magic completely mm. but it's no it's knowing yourself and how you best operate and you, like I said you might take bits of both you might yeah. you might do a, you might be a hybrid and take bits of both but yeah, yeah. oh totally and because of life and the curveballs, you know, you might lose it and then you come back and stuff like that. So it's just remembering to be nothing set in stone. Just be flexible and just listen to your body yeah. and your mind. Massive. It's, yeah, exactly. So like in December, your body might be like, chill the fuck out. Somebody else might be like, I'm ready. I'm ready to yeah, go. I'm, yeah. yeah, it's it's so different. Everybody's so different. Yeah. Totally, Natalie. And I must admit, I'm very excited. And I have to go out in the back garden soon with my wellies because snow's there. And I have to go out there and just do it. <laughs> I don't care how old I am, what I look like. I don't care what the neighbours think. It's pure snow. I've got to go out there in my wellies. Are you going to do a snow angel for us? <laughs> well, I haven't, done, oh, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, on the ground, do a snow angel. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I don't think I've ever done one, actually. Yeah. In all my years. <laughs> I might do it and then take a photograph and send it to everyone. Yeah, my do. kids and my granddaughter say, Oh look, yeah, this is what I've done. <laughs> I did it, I did it. <laughs> oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, nanny bonkers that. being really bonkers. <laughs> Brilliant. No. Have you got any questions, Katrina? Are you still there? Are you still upside down? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm am I, am I not Yay! Yay! You're the right way up. I've never changed anything. I've just switched it back on. Um, no, I don't have any any questions. It was really good. Um, certainly food for thought. I know. I think, like, I don't think I have a big enough vision. I think I have a big vision, and then um maybe 
I don't know, maybe slightly more like Steve in that, you know, like I, I like to be systematic. I like So then what happens then, like, you know, if my vision for next year was to have 15 houses, I would sit and think, oh, God, that's more than one a month. That's unrealistic. Yeah. And then I'll reduce it rather than think, right, well, how am I going to get to 15? It's like a set and then systematically work it. That's really not realistic. And then reduce it. And then I, I tend to hit my targets, but I hit them because I've probably reduced them. Well, I've, I've definitely reduced them. Um, and like sort of looking at the void, you know, like I think sometimes imposter syndrome, um, confidence, lack confidence. Like I don't always seem to like, like, like I don't think to the outside world people think I do, but I kind of lack confidence and I worry too much about um, what people might say so try and you know like I could have 99 people say something good and one person say something bad and I'll ignore the 99 good ones and spend hours going over the one person that had one snipe comment you know like so that sometimes scares me for putting myself out there a bit because it's 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 of all I've always been like that um so certainly like things, you know, like that I'll go back over and, and think about, you know, for setting my goals for, for next year. God. And it, isn't it interesting that we do that? So if you're going to get a bit woo with it, I like the woo, but I need a bit of strategy behind the woo as well. It's like if we're putting it out there for 15 properties or 15 clients or whatever it is, and then we're like, shit, it's like one a month and I'm on month three and I've got none. So if I reduce it, I think like, how am I going to divide that by each month? So you, then you reduce it. Imagine that mixed message that we're giving out all the time. So on one hand, we're like saying, right. And that's what I mean about the roller coaster with that self-belief. When those foundations are strong, it's like this, this feels right. It, it, does, it almost doesn't matter what the number is. It's like, it feels right. It, it might be 25 and you, now you might be like, shit, how could it ever be 25? But it, it doesn't matter because you know it's right. But when you've not got those strong foundations, it's like, oh, well, maybe it's 15. And then you might feel positive one day and be like, oh, it could be 20. But then the next day you're like, shit, I'm, no, I'm not even on track for five. Like, it's so up and down and it takes your emotions up and down. It drains you of energy. And it's not giving that consistent message out there. Yeah, I don't even think I get that far. I think like in the January when I think fifteen houses, you know, I'll think, right, I've got enough budget, you know, we can we can look at this, we can do fifteen. And then it, it's then at that point I think, God, well that would be one a month and I'd have to get two a couple of the months. Oh no, I'll never manage that. So before I've even I've gone because I've tried to work out they know that would be one one a month like you're saying I don't even get to March I just know then in January I think oh god I, I just couldn't cope with one a month you know that would just be far too much and you know like Jacqueline Robinson you know like I, I have palp you know she's doing fantastic but I have palpitations thinking oh, how would you manage the money how do you know who you pay the money back till how do you know which you know and it's like so so I, I start thinking of all the practical things and then get my myself so wound and just think well I could never do that so I'll just stick to doing one at a time 
and then you're realistically doing two or three a year instead of what you had thought you were going to do. So I, I look at the practicalities and then decide then whereas I should just go with it. And if you really want to do it and you find a way to get over the practicalities, but I'm too practical and I've sat from day one and thought that's unrealistic. So then you've got a few things there, haven't you? You've got the whole balance between whether you're being too sort of left side and you could let a little bit of that go and embrace a bit of the more what feels right and what, why am I doing it in the first place? So why am I doing it in the first place and what's possible for me? Like what, you know, what, what are you buying those houses for? And then what's that, how is that going to have an impact on you, your family, outer world, bigger world? And then you've also got a little bit of stuff in the void that you could start to let go of. Because once you've let go of that whole, like, you're looking at Jacqueline and being like, oh my God, how is she doing it? But she's been there. She's probably been there at some point. And she's <coughs> done it step by step. But what we do a lot of the time is we go from like one house two houses and then we've got like shit Jacqueline's like up here and there's this like place in between and it's like shit Jacqueline's doing really well and I want to be like that but I'm sort of down here but everybody she's had to do those steps to go up there as well and it's like being comfy with what your step is right now knowing that this is your bigger vision and you're gonna get there but maybe the 15 is in your way a little bit Maybe it's a, a way of holding you back a little bit because it's it's creating that sort of friction of you going and you're not going. So maybe there's a bit of work around that to do around is that holding you back in a way? Because 15 sounds great, doesn't it? Like the revenue you might get in. The, I don't know whether you're doing flips or whether you're keeping them, that kind of thing. But you can imagine the revenue in. But maybe if you stripped it back a little bit you'd then fly that could be something to consider you're on mute uh, you're on mute by the way Katrina yeah sorry yeah that sounds good thank you yeah thanks you're welcome and Mercy are you still on have you got any questions um yes i am i don't have a question at the moment but i'm loving this so far so thank you oh good you're welcome you know where i am if you've got any questions afterwards cool so that's it ladies if you've got any more questions we can go through more questions if not then stay in touch let me know how you get on over the next few weeks and like i said if you want to join the workshops in january this is what we're going to be doing i'm going to keep them quite small i don't want like 30 women on them because you're not going to get the answers you want and the goals you want i'm going to keep the numbers to like 15 or 20 so that we can really work on those strong foundations and then start to see that vision expand and that might be where the 15 can kind of be blown out a little bit, Katrina, and take, it might, it might be a bit of a limit that in some way. And then you can start to the next, the fortnight after, grow and get those goals aligned. You'll just know, you'll know what feels right. 
really powerful. Cool. Thank you. So, thank you for your time. 20 to 9. Nearly bedtime. <laughs> it's all gone quiet outside. So, yeah. Oh. Where do we find out, sorry, where do we find out about the workshops? Or, or do you just, do you send us stuff? I'll, yeah, I'll send you the link now. Um, right. I'll send you the link. I'll, I'll text it over to each of you. And okay. then you can have a little look, see if the date aligns. But what I'll send you in between, because I know there's a little... The, the ladies who have joined already are like, oh, but what am I going to do in the next three weeks? I feel a bit lost. You're going to get, like, kind of work to do in the next three or four weeks. But it's it's work that's not going to feel like work. Mm -hmm. So like you were saying, Kelly, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I don't even want to think about the goals for next year. It'll be meditations, visualizations, guides that you can just sort of do. You can just do them when you're going to sleep. It's stuff that'll get your brain and your body and your heart ready for next year. And then you'll come back next year refreshed and you'll find that you've got that clarity easier in next year. So yeah, I'll, se I'll send you the link to that. And um, yeah, you can join. But yeah, if you've got any questions in between, just, just let me know. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. It's brilliant to see you again. And so nice to meet you all as well. I know, fantastic bunch of women here. <laughs> oh, have an amazing evening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.